Good morning. It's January 25th, Tuesday. This is To My Liberal Friends, and I'm John Haddo. Back when Joe Biden was campaigning, as someone that understood foreign policy, he trumpeted all his experience. After all, in the United States Senate, he was the chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee. And then he mentioned all his time as vice president. He told the American people that he would be a better choice to lead the nation through these tumultuous times on the international scene. He would bring back the respect of the world to the United States. He has done anything but that. His debacle in Afghanistan was a complete disaster and left many nations around the world worrying if the United States could be trusted as an ally. Both Americans and key Afghanis were left behind and none of that needed to happen. Now we're on the precipice of a major foreign policy decision which may lead to a conflict. Russian President Vladimir Putin is pushing all the right buttons and amassing thousands of troops and equipment along the Russian-Ukrainian border. He has not attempted to hide the fact that he would like to take part of the Ukraine back within total Russian control. He set the stage for this with his invasion of Crimea and found little appetite from the Western nations in stopping him. This in turn set off anti-Russian feelings within Ukraine and among the Ukrainian people. They have turned towards the West, and to Putin's thinking, this is unacceptable. They must remain in the Russian orbit. President Biden has said that he had, has had private conversations with all of our NATO allies, and there is total consensus they will act as one to stop any Russian advancement, let alone an invasion. But the facts seem to belie that statement. Germany is refusing to allow military equipment to be sent to Ukrainian defense forces. China and Russia are taking these talking these days, and after years of a standoffish behavior between the two nations, they seem to have found some common ground. Germany made a foolish decision, in my opinion, to close all of its nuclear reactors by the end of 2022, and that has made it more dependent upon Russian energy. They need the Nord pipeline, and when some in the Senate, especially Ted, Senator Ted Cruz, tried to offer an amendment that would have stopped this pipeline, they were defeated by the Democrats who got their marching orders from the White House. These were the same Democrats that shut down the Keystone Pipeline in the United States by giving in to the environmentalists. Make no mistake, Putin has watched the Biden presidency and has decided there is nothing to fear. In his press conference, Biden suggested that a minor incursion would not bring a strong response, only to have his staff try and clean up that statement later in the day. They indicated that's not what he meant. Then the administration said they were not considering sending any U.S. military troops to Ukraine, only to have to backtrack that statement when word got out that thousands of U.S. military were placed on high alert to be ready to deploy. I know this because I have a grandson that is now on that alert. But the real key issues here are multifold. Biden is telling us that he has the support of NATO, and yet Germany, because of their reliance on Russian energy, is blocking a small nation like Estonia a former Soviet satellite country, from sending any German-made weaponry to the Ukraine. Talk is cheap from German government officials, but their actions say they are responding to the leverage Russia has over them. Second, Putin has developed a better relationship with China, and something that has been missing from the equation for years. I'm old enough to remember when both nations kept large forces along the border between them. Putin has engaged in talks with Chairman Xi Jinping 
And while many Western nations will diplomatically boycott the Olympics in China, Vladimir Putin will be an honored guest. Both of these leaders, in both Russia and China, see President Joe Biden as weak and are willing to push the envelope. For China, they will be watching what happens in the Ukraine with a lot of interest. At some point in time, they may decide it's time to act on Taiwan. That would force the United States to look at the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979. I'm very familiar with that act, having worked on it while serving on staff in the Senate. One of the amendments I helped draft for Senator Orrin Hatch makes even an economic embargo of Taiwan by mainland China to be a threat. The act states, and I quote, the United States will make available to Taiwan such defense articles and defense services in such quantity as may be necessary to enable Taiwan to maintain a sufficient self-defense capability. It then further states the United States will, and I quote, consider any effort to determine the future of Taiwan by other than peaceful means, including by boycotts or embargoes, a threat to the peace and security of the Western Pacific area and of grave concern to the United States. This is the text of the amendment that Senator Hatch inserted. But all of that language is subject to a decision by the President of the United States. This type of language is called strategic ambiguity. And what we have in both Putin and Xi are counting on that Biden will not have the fortitude to step up and confront them. This is why the response to Russia and their possible invasion of Ukraine will be a key telling point on the future of the United States. I would also be remiss if I did not mention that President Biden is getting a little tense with questions being asked him. I think all of you remember when shortly after his inauguration, he made a statement that if anybody is rude to the press and treats them unfairly, he would fire them on the spot. This was in reference to some of the battles that Donald Trump had with the press. The White House has shielded Biden for almost a year from the press and kept him out of sight always too busy to have press conferences. Well, the pressure's been growing and the press are demanding more access. And he has had to come out of that shell a little bit more. So yesterday, when a question was yelled by Fox's Peter Ducey, the president responded by calling him, quote, a dumb son of a bitch, unquote. That meant another cleanup on aisle three as the president was forced to call Ducey and apologize. So ladies and gentlemen, hang on. The ride before the midterm elections is gonna get real bumpy and there's going to be some more controversy. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.